Hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell. Start of a brand new week. What a weekend of sport. It is Monday, the 24th of July, 2023. Daniel Pettigrew back in the chair. Hope you all had a good weekend, whatever you got up to. Plenty of sport to watch, and we'll get through as much of it as we can over the course of the next hour, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast, 1300 1170 open line number or you can text 0457 736 736 or before Vossi and Trent Copeland this morning. Copes in the chair in it for our listeners through Sydney and for our listeners through Queensland. It will be Pat and Heels after the six o'clock news. Lots to get through. Cricket. Australia have retained the Ashes. We'll get to that in just a second. Rugby League. Some teams in the top eight slipping this weekend. Some teams outside of the top eight making some statements. We'll get to that as well. Plus, the Women's World Cup has been going on. The NRLW round one underway. Swimming last night as well. Uh, and we'll also have a chat with Chris Perkins in America in about half an hour to get all the latest from the United States. So, big show. But as always, want to hear from you. one 300 open line number. Or you can tell Next, 0457 736 736. Start of a new week. It's two past five. The Hot Topic. Thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yes, except nothing less than Australia's best and install a ream, Australia's favourite hot water. We will get to the Rugby League on the other side of this break, but the other side of our first break. But let's start with the cricket. If you're just waking up, maybe you went to bed early when you saw it was raining in Manchester. Not a ball bolt on day uh, five, the final day of the fourth test at Old Trafford, which means Australia does retain the ashes. Um, 2-1. Uh, they lead with one more match to come, uh, which starts in just a few days' time on Thursday at uh, the Oval. However, not a ball bowled, so Australia remained at 5 for 214. Uh, we'll hear from Ben Stokes and Pat Cummins in a second. Lots of reaction to this on social media. Firstly, well done to Australia. Clearly, uh, they won the first two test matches. Uh, England hit back, as we know, at Leeds a couple of weeks ago, and then uh, Australia, uh, well... Probably it is fair to say rain definitely helped them in this test match. But look, they did enough in the first two test matches. Uh, there's a few English fans on social media not overly happy that the rain has cost them a chance to take it to all and to go to a decider at the Oval, which I suppose maybe as a general sports fan is probably the only reason some people might be a little disappointed that that has happened um, because I think it would have been a Brilliant build-up if it was to all heading into the Oval. But, look, well done to Australia. They did enough in the opening two test matches, 2-1, uh, with one more match to come at the Oval. But uh, they will retain the Ashes. Your thoughts on the cricket over the course of the weekend? Uh, were you doing the rain dance? I know our good friend Charlie Goodsir would have been um, after he went to see Barbie last night. But what do you reckon? Uh, England? have a right to be upset. I mean, at the end of the day, it's the rules of the game. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Let's hear from both captains. Firstly, here's Pat Cummins with Barat Sundarason. Uh, Pat Cummins, it is here at Old Trafford four years ago that Australia uh, retained the Ashes. You retained the Ashes again. But does it feel a little different? Uh, a little bit different. Just, I think, today it does. Uh, four years ago, it was off the back of a, a great test match where we won in the last few moments. Uh, today's kind of fizzled out into a draw, so it's, it feels a little bit different. But, yeah, I think in the same regard, we should be proud as a, as a group that we've um, got ourselves into the position to, to retain it. 
Uh, and just going back to yesterday, uh, uh, not a lot of play was expected, but then you had the tough 30-35 hour period and uh, you already lost four wickets. Just how crucial was that partnership between Manas and Mitchell Marsh? Now when you look back, uh, it's proved, proven to be a match-saving one. Yeah, that, that was fantastic. Uh, you know, Marnus get 100 in those conditions um, under that kind of pressure was, was fantastic. Marshy again showed his class um, you know, since he's come back into the team. So, uh, yeah, I think we yesterday showed that, you know, probably batted to our potential, which I think the first three days weren't at our best. So, um, yeah, pretty crucial. Uh, there will be a lot of talk in the English press and Stuart Broad's already written his column that it would be unjust if this game doesn't uh, there wasn't there is no play and uh, you know the match is drawn that's what has happened uh, the, I mean often justice doesn't work with sport generally but uh, just to take on that just the fact that um, there's that bittersweet like feeling about about you guys retaining the action maybe not so much in your camp or from the outside uh, yeah I mean we don't make the rules um, I think us winning in Australia Comprehensively, and then coming over here and winning the first two test matches puts you into the position to be able to, um, yeah, be on the right side of these moments. Uh, just this test match, uh, Pat, uh, you said uh, it, it was a week where, as a team, you were a little off. I mean, especially on the field, uh, they're making 592 runs. Uh, how tough was it out there, especially on days two and three? Uh, yeah, you know, frustrating at times. Um, you know, we tried quite a few different things that didn't come off. Um, and, you know, the scoreboard ran pretty quickly, so... Um, yeah, it's not very common for our bowling group to kind of go for that many runs. So not too worried. Um, and yeah, a few, few little areas tied out for next week. And finally, Pat, you always said that uh, you're, you come here to win the World Test Championship final and the Ashes, not just retaining the Ashes. Uh, the next test starts in three days' time. Uh, uh, just looking forward to it. I mean, there's enough motivation there already, just personally and uh, from a team perspective. Yeah, we want to win it. Um, we've said that the whole time when we came over here. Yeah, we retained in 2019, but yeah, we're here to win it. And um, yeah, that's the motivation for the group. We're all really excited. We know we've got a bit of work to do over the next few days, but can't wait to get down there. Can't wait either. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ta. Pat Cummins, Australian captain with Barat Sunderace. And it is fair to say, already a text here from Andy, winning the Ashes in England because of the English weather is even better than winning it on field. Thank you, Andy. Uh, they did have, what, 30-odd overs on day four as well. It could only take one wicket. So Australia retained the Ashes. The f- uh, uh, this is uh, the fourth time now England have not managed to win the Ashes. Their last time they won the Ashes was back in 2015. So been a little while. Let's hear from their captain, Ben Stokes. Ben, no doubt you'd have had that dream that all England captains have of lifting the urn at the Oval. It is not going to be. Um, how disappointed are you today? Yeah, it's a tough one to take. Um, you know, being playing the cricket that we managed to play over the, the first three days and, um, you know, to, to get on the wrong side of the weather, it's, it's a tough one. But, um, yeah, I guess it's all part of the journey. Um, let's look at this game then. Have you played in a game where you feel you've dominated Australia as you did over three days here? Uh, no, I, I think coming into this game, obviously knowing what we needed to do and the tasks that we had at hand um, sort of played into our hands a little bit. It was, again, another do or die, do or die game for us. And, um, you know, obviously winning the toss bowling and bowling Australia out for 320, then, you know, scoring 570 at, at nearly six runs and over. I don't think we could have done too much. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those that will sort of just be tough to look back on. But, um, you know, we know we still got one more game in, in the series. And, you know, like 2019, we ended up, you know, tying the, tying the series and obviously Australia still returned the earn. But, you know, we've got a lot of pride to play for in the next game still. Um, bittersweet trip to the north with great results at Headingley and, what, and what's happened here. But the two players who come in, 
Um, you mentioned bowling Australia out, Chris Wokes and Mark Wood. They've made a considerable difference to your team. Yeah, they've been unbelievable. Um, you know, I think the the injury to, to Popey um, obviously made us have to think about our sort of, you know, structure of the team. Um, and bringing someone in like Wokes, he offers you so much with the ball and, and a lot with the bat down the order obviously helped. And, um, yeah, it's great seeing lads come in, you know, who haven't started off a series and doing so well. So, uh, you know, very pleased with, with everyone's efforts who's, who's managed to walk out on the field so far in the series. But, um, yeah, look, we, we know we've still got one game left and, and we want to go away with, with a win from that one. And just touch on another couple of players, we may. We just chatted to Zach Crowley. He's a player you've had to show unbelievable faith and patience in. Is that being rewarded now? Oh, look, I think I've been very vocal around anything that's been, you know, spoke, well, thrown at me about Zach. Um, you know, I've said a few times that pick players for what they can do on their best days. And, you know, what, what Zach does at the top of the order is, is he changes games. You know, he, the way that he plays, um, the way that he takes the bowling on, um, he's going to, if he does stay at the crease for any length of time, he's going to influence the game um, in a positive way. And look, that innings this week was just incredible viewing. Um, you know, seeing him, you know, dominate um, whatever Australia throw at him was, was just incredible to see. Um, and we've known that an innings like that was never far away. Um, and it just shows what you can do when, when you back players with an ability that you sort of see on a day-in-day -day basis rather than just out there on the playing field. Um, and standing here as a, as a bowler who's carrying a few injuries around, you'll know what it's like. The effort to play 160 tests as Stuart Broad has and take 600 wickets, a remarkable achievement. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, you know, himself and Jimmy have just been, you know, unbelievable examples of, you know, uh, international sportsmen um, sort of can accomplish in their careers. Um, you know, it's a lot of warm-ups, um, that's, that's for sure. But uh, broadly has been a quality performer. Um, he loves walking out there and representing England. He loves the battle. And he obviously loves uh, playing against Australia. I think he's also the leading wicket-taker in Ashes. So, yeah, it's, it's amazing to have someone like Stuart Broad on your team. Um, you, know, you, you know you're only uh, around the corner from one of those crazy spells that he seems to keep on delivering. A cruel outcome here. You left yourself with little margin for error, having gone 2-0 down, and little margin for error with the weather, I suppose. Uh, any lingering regrets over that first game in particular at Edgebaster, which you could have easily turned around? No. Uh, last game at the Oval to come. You've got a proud record against Australia. 20 years here uh, that Australia haven't been beaten England, so lots to play for. Yeah, definitely. You know, we know what this last game uh, means to us as a team and, and obviously, you know, we'd love to finish off the, the test match summer with, uh, with another win. You know, we've been supported unbelievably well so far um, this summer um, and we hope that the crowds come out and watch us play and we can walk away with a win. So for a better ending than we got here. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Alex. Cheers, mate. Ben Stokes uh, there after the match. Australia, well done to them. They retain the Ashes. Uh, they lead 2-1. One more game to come. That will be at the Oval uh, starting on Thursday. We'll have a chat with Paul Dennett from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast tomorrow morning to wrap up the fourth test and look ahead to the fifth test as well. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. If you've got any thoughts on the cricket, uh, also you highlight your disappointment and your surprise performance of the weekend because after this we're going to get stuck into the NRL. Some really intriguing results. We'll do that on the other side of this. 12 past 5 Monday morning, Tradies News in a nutshell. 16 past 5, 1300 01 1170 0457 736 736. Monday morning, want to know your highlight, your disappointment, your surprise performance of the weekend in sport. A lot of sport going on. Let us do this now at 16 and a half past 5. Now on Tradies, the NRL wrap. 
Yeah, really intriguing round in the NRL, which we'll get to in just a second. Just before that, let's go through the NRLW, of course, around one. Some really entertaining games across the course of the weekend there as well. Titans 16 defeated the Cowboys 6. I watched a lot of this match. The Cowboys were in it for a long period of time before the Titans uh, managed to secure victory 16 points to 6. Newcastle 32, they defeated the Dragons 16. Of course, Newcastle uh, last uh, year's uh, premiers in the NRLW. The Roosters 36 defeated the Brisbane Broncos 18. The Tigers, runaway victors over the Eels yesterday, 36 points to 8. And the Sharks, 28, defeated the Raiders 14, the final game of round one of the NRLW, uh, which, again, was very good. Great to see uh, all of it on TV and uh, some big sides flexing their muscles early. Let's have a look at the NRL. There is a lot of talking points coming out of round 21 of the National Rugby League. We've already talked about the Dragons, 18 over the West Tigers, 14 on Friday. Friday morning, so let's skip uh, to the Friday night games. Warriors 21 over the Raiders 20. The Warriors, well, interesting game because, what, with five or six minutes to go, they were leading, what was it, 20 points to 10, and you thought they had the game won. Uh, again, was under uh, wet conditions in Auckland, not as bad as the Warriors games against South Sydney a few weeks ago or the Roosters game earlier on in the year, but the Raiders did well. They took it to Golden Point before the Warriors kicked a field goal uh, to win in Golden Point, 21 points to 20. Well done to the Warriors. And uh, there was a lot of talk uh, last week about their run home, and I'll go through the ladder uh, for you shortly. But if you look at the Warriors' uh, run home, they've got the bye coming up this weekend, followed by the Titans, the Tigers, Manly, the Dragons, and the Dolphins. That's a pretty good run home for this Warriors side. Um, and you would expect them to win on form, the, well, really all of those matches, probably. They may drop one of them, but they're going to be in a very good position, you'd feel, heading into the finals, potentially even top two, if you expect them to win and if they keep playing the way they have been. 21 points to 20. Uh, saw Ricky Stewart's comments after the match. Uh, wasn't overly disappointed in the result, um, and I think they will bounce back. Look, the Raiders uh, run home as well isn't that hard. They've got the Knights, the Tigers. They do play the Storm, but then they've got the Bulldogs, the Broncos, and the Sharks. So the Storm um, and uh, the Broncos game's pretty tricky. The Knights have been playing good footy as well recently, but still not the worst run home for the Canberra Raiders. So that was 21 points to 20. Now, Brisbane 36 over the South Sydney Rabbitohs 20. I think fair to say uh, this game probably didn't live up to the heights that we expected it to. But again, Brisbane, very good, in particular in that second half. Really good performance. Kevin Walters said post-match that they're still building to where they want to be. But if you compare their, so far, their post-origin performances this year compared to last year, there is a big gap. The Broncos playing good footy, although they will be without... Uh, Marty Powell for a little while. Uh, I've never seen, well, haven't seen anything like that for a very, very long time. Um, probably lucky not to be sent off, to be honest with you. Um, and let's just talk about South Sydney for a moment. 0457 736 736. They'll slipped out of the eight. This was the form team of the competition. Now, I know they didn't have Latrell Mitchell still on Friday night, um, and he will make a difference when he returns to that side. But Cody Walker looked frustrated. He does have those games every now and again, Cody Walker. But the form side who'd won, what, five or six games in a row in the middle part of the year, and people thought they were probably going to be good enough to make top four. They're not even in the eight at the moment. Um, 
it's really worrying signs for South Sydney. Can South Sydney turn things around? Um, they've got the side capable of it. They've got the Tigers, the Sharks, the Dragons, the Knights, the Bayern, the Roosters on the run home. So it's not too bad for South Sydney in terms of their run home. But the way they're playing at the moment, look, they may well make the eight just on the basis of that run home. But again, a disappointing result against a big team. Where do you put Souths at the moment? Do you still have them in that premiership contender bracket? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01170. Then on Saturday, uh, the Roosters 36 over the Gold Coast Titans 18. Probably the best, but well, definitely the best performance from the Roosters throughout the season, in particular in that first half, 30 0 at half time. And you did think at half time that potentially they could go on with it. They did uh, seem to slacken off a bit in that second half. They only scored one try. The Titans uh, actually outscoring them, beating them 18 6 in that second half. But uh, Tedesco was at his very best. Uh, maybe that week off at Byron Bay did help. Um, and I, look, I thought, as I said, probably maybe along with the Parramatta match much earlier on in the year, the Roosters' best performance. Uh, Trent Robinson said post-match that, well, they needed that to win, and they did. Brandon Smith, I thought, probably played his best game for the Roosters as well. I think Sam Smith, Luke Keary played well as well. So well done to the Roosters. The Titans, that's disappointing. Uh, the Roosters have a very, very good record over the Gold Coast Titans. But the Roosters haven't been playing great footy up until last Saturday, or up until two days ago. And the Titans probably would have favoured themselves going into this match. So never really in the game, uh, the Titans and the Roosters just are too good. And you look at the Titans' run home now, uh, they've got the Cowboys, the Warriors, the Sharks, the Panthers, the Storm and the Bulldogs. That is a really tricky run home. The Roosters, meanwhile, have the Broncos, Manly, and the Dolphins, Eels, Tigers, and Souths. Not uh, easy, although probably a bit easier than the Titans one I just gave you there. So well done to the Roosters, still keeping their finals hopes alive. Uh, this result, I think, shocked a lot of people. Newcastle, 26 over the Melbourne Storm, 18. I think it would have shocked a lot more people when we saw early on the Storm were leading, what, 10, 12 nil, And you thought maybe it's... It was going to be a long night for the Newcastle Knights. But as we've seen over the past few weeks with their wins over the Tigers and also the Bulldogs, this is, of course, a step up. But at home in front of a big crowd at Newcastle, they play well. Caelan Ponga, Jackson Hastings. Uh, um, and the Melbourne Storm, who have had this period throughout the year where they have been a little inconsistent. Uh, they lost to Penrith a few weeks ago. They were good against the Roosters without being great. Um, and then at the start of the year, they were very inconsistent. It wasn't that long ago, what, a couple of months ago, the Cowboys put a big score on them. They have hit back the storm, but that would have been a disappointing result for them. The Newcastle Knights, though, keep their finals hopes well and truly uh, live. And their run home isn't too bad. They've got the Raiders, the Dolphins, the Bulldogs, South Sydney, Sharks and the Dragons. So for the Knights, that is not a bad run home for them at all. Really good uh, win by them. Huge win. Probably the biggest win for their club for quite some time. I saw Jackson Hastings put on Twitter yesterday that he's played in front of a lot of loud and noisy crowds in his time over at the Super League, but he said nothing beats what he experienced in Newcastle on Saturday night. So well done to the Newcastle Knights. And it's amazing to think it was only, what, three weeks ago that Adam O'Brien, the Newcastle Knights coach, was under pressure to keep his job. In fact, if he... if 
the Newcastle Knights had lost to the Bulldogs when they ended up winning 66-0, you have to wonder where, whether Adam O'Brien would have even still been in job. A great turnaround for the Newcastle Knights and still keeping their finals hopes alive. Can the Knights make the finals? Can the Knights go on a bit of a run? And with that run home I just gave you, Raiders, Dolphins, Bulldogs, South Sharks, Dragons, it's not the hardest run. And are the Storm, where do you put the Storm at the moment? You never want to write off a team coached by Craig Bellamy. But that would have been a very, very disappointing result. The other game on Saturday night, Cowboys 24 over the Parramatta Eels. 16 Eels hit back uh, late in this game. But look, the Cowboys um, basically had it uh, in the bag by then. Another good win by the Cowboys. They'll be disappointed with the couple of late tries they conceded. Probably not a huge shock. As we know, Parramatta without Sevo, without Campbell Gillard, Sean Lane picking up an injury, of course, across the weekend. And we talk about uh, teams that could slip in, uh, could slip out of the eight for teams to make their way into the eight. The Cowboys now in the top eight. They're at home. The Titans, the Broncos, a bye, followed by the Sharks, the Dolphins, and the Panthers. Uh, whilst we've spoken about the Eels run home before, they've got the Storm away, then they've got the Dragons, the Broncos, the Roosters, and the Panthers. That's a very tricky run home. Um, again, can the Eels make the top eight? I I think if they can make the top eight, if they can make the top eight, um, look, they'll be a dangerous team to play. But you just start to fear, if you're an Eels fan, that the suspensions and also the start of the year where they lost, uh, what, four or five games by four or six points, if they could have just picked up a couple of wins there, they wouldn't probably be, well, they definitely wouldn't be fighting for their position in the top eight right now. And I just wonder when we get to the end of the regular season, if that start to the season where they were not playing bad football at all, just couldn't get a win, whether that might come back to bite them. We'll have to wait and see. They've still got Mitch Moses. They've still got Clint Gutherson. They've still got a very good side. We know that. But you just think they'd have to, well, they don't have to win every match, but they need to win more, most of them. And with that run home, I'm not entirely sure they're capable of doing it. But we'll wait and see. We know what they can do when they get on a run. Uh, Panthers 44 over the Bulldogs 18. Don't think anyone was overly shocked with this result. The Panthers at one stage looked like sort of similar to the Roosters that they could have posted a much bigger score than that. I don't know how happy Ivan Cleary would have been by the Bulldogs scoring 18 points either. Uh, I know the game was done and dusted, but um, at this time of the year, you don't. Uh, the good teams, the very good teams, um, want to be improving their defense, want to be working on their defense. So probably disappointing for them. But look, they still scored 44 points. They were never in any danger of losing the match. And as I said uh, the other day, I still put the Panthers as my premiership favorites at the moment. They are playing some really good footy. But there are some teams um, that can, uh, will give them a game when they get to the finals. Um, and the final game of the weekend, the Manly Sea Eagles 30 beating the Sharks 26. Um, late comeback by the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, McKidda scoring on the, in the 70th, Jesse Ramian in the 72nd, Will Kennedy in the 74th. Would have been amazing if the Cronulla Sharks could have come back and won that game. Manly dominated the first half. They were very, very good, Manly, um, in that first half. Daly Cherry Evans played well. But uh, their second half, I don't think Anthony Seabold will be happy with that. But look, I think the question has the question marks have to be on the Cronulla Sharks. Yes, they fought back in the second half, and they managed to score 26 points. But that first half was very poor. Now, whilst they may get a lot of confidence out of 
what we saw in the second half from the Cronulla Sharks. Again, the big question marks are still on the Sharks. We've seen what happened when they played the Storm. They're in the top eight, got smashed. Got smashed by the Warriors last weekend. For a long part of yesterday, it looked like they were going to get smashed against Manly. Manly just holding on in the end, winning 30 points to 26. But I just don't know about the Sharks. Nico Hines in a bit of trouble as well, potentially uh, for his spray at the touch judge. You look at the Sharks' run home as well. They've got the Panthers and the Rabbitohs the next couple of weeks. That will tell us a lot. They do then play the Titans, the Cowboys, the Knights, and the Raiders. And look, you look at all of those teams. Um, well, the Panthers and well, Panthers will definitely be in the top eight. But then you look at the Rabbitohs will be contending for a top eight spot. The Titans might be in a similar position. The Cowboys could still be in a similar position as well. The Knights and the Raiders, all of them um, either in the top eight or looking to get spots in the top eight. Are you worried? Are you little, if you're a Sharks fan, I'd be a little bit concerned. They probably have the team that can still beat most of those teams to make the eight. But really, when you look at those teams that they're playing, the Titans, the Cow- well, the Panthers and the Rabbitohs will be tricky. Titans, Cowboys, Knights, Raiders. There's no easy game in that, especially if when we get towards the latter part of the season, when they do play a team like the Knights and they're still in contention for the top eight. I think you look at the top eight now, and we'll go through the ladder after 21 rounds. The Panthers lead the way on 32 points. So do the Broncos. They're second on 32 points. The Warriors are on 28 points. The Storm are on 28 points. The Raiders on 28 points. The Sharks are on 26 points. The Cowboys are 26 points. The Eels make out the top eight at the moment on 24 points. You look at the top eight there, the two teams that you'd say right now that are in danger of slipping out are the Sharks and the Eels. Um, Then just outside of the top eight, the Rabbitohs on 24, the Knights on 23, the Seagulls on 23, the Roosters on 22, the Dolphins on 22, then the Titans on 20, then it goes back to the Dragons on 16, the Bulldogs on 16, the West Tigers on 12. So that top eight right now at the moment, the Rabbitohs just outside of the top eight on four and against. The Knights, one win away from getting into the top eight, and the Roosters and the Dolphins are only one win out of the top eight as well. Really intriguing time in the NRL. Who stays in the top eight? Who moves in? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. What teams that are in the top eight now, so the Panthers, Broncos, Warriors, Storm, Raiders, Sharks, Cowboys, Eels, slip out of the top eight, if any, in your opinion, and what teams go in out of South Sydney, Newcastle, Manly, Roosters, Dolphins? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Look, on the weekend's performances, the Knights, Manly, the Roosters, all going to cause some issues, but um, they, of course, will run into a harder opposition along the way. What do you reckon? 1300 01 1170, 0457 736 736. What teams slip out of the top eight and what teams come in? If any, 1300 0111 70 0457 736 736. So, your thoughts on all of that? Anything else in the world of rugby league across the course of the weekend? Happy to hear from you. 1300 0111 70 0457 736 736. And just before a break, probably no real surprise, but the NRL Grand Final is staying in Sydney for another year in a multi million dollar deal with the New South Wales government. Independent Commission Chairman Peter Volandi's reached an agreement with Sports Minister Steve Camper over the weekend to host the game at a core stadium. 
uh, again. There had been interest from both the Queensland and Victorian governments. Again, though, Volandis will commit for only 12 months while negotiations continue for funding for NRL suburban grounds. But the NRL grand final once again here in Sydney uh, for another year, which I'm sure not pe not many people are overly shocked about. one 300 your thoughts on the cricket, your highlights, your disappointments, your surprise performances of the weekend. And in the NRL, what teams in the top eight that are currently in there slip out of the top eight and what teams go in? one 300 your text. And Chris Perkins on the other side of this. It's 26 and a half to six. To America in just a second. Women's World Cup. Yes, they have watched quite a bit of it over the weekend. Really entertaining games. Uh, Sweden 2 over South Africa 1. Uh, South Africa actually scored first very early on in the second half uh, before Sweden managed to score a couple of goals. Uh, watched all of the Netherlands-Portugal uh, game yesterday afternoon. Netherlands 1 defeated Portugal 0. Portugal had a lot of chances but not able to convert. And then uh, France actually drew with Jamaica in front of over 39,000 fans at the Sydney Football Stadium last night. Well done to Jamaica. Also had a player sent off nil all, and they managed to get a point out of that game. Three games coming up today. Italy will play Argentina at 4 o'clock, Germany to play Morocco at 6.30, and then Brazil will take on Panama at 9 p.m. Have you been enjoying uh, what you've seen at the Women's World Cup so far over the course of the weekend? I think it's uh, been great. Looking forward to it continuing today. We might try and get John Gallo on the show tomorrow to talk more about that. If you're just waking up... Uh, Switching the radio on, Australia has retained the Ashes washout. Uh, not a ball bowled on day five of the fourth test at Old Trafford. So Australia lead the series 2-1. Well done to them. Text from Steve in terms of the rugby league slipping out of the top eight. He says the Sharks and the Eels not doing enough for me. Going in will be South Sydney and one of either the Knights or the Roosters. Interesting. Thank you, Steve. What do you make of it? What teams come out of the top eight? And what teams go in? And this text before we go to Chris. Morning, Dan. Three highlights from the weekend. Uh, this is from the Big G. The Panthers win. The NRLW. Totally agree. NRLW was fantastic. Uh, and Dan Ricardo's return to the track. Disappointment. Hawthorne losing on the siren. Yes, we'll go through the AFL results soon as well. English reporters need to get over a match uh, being drawn due to the weather. It's the rules. Well, yes, they could have put in an extra day, maybe, but they didn't. It's the rules. As Pat Cummins says... Can't do much about the rules. They don't make the rules. We don't make the rules. It is just the rules. Uh, thank you, Big G. Keep those texts coming in. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. And a very good morning to you, Chris Perkins. Whereabouts in America do we find you this morning? On the Southern Tier Expressway in New York State, Ooh. heading towards Chicago. Very, very nice. Have you had a good weekend? Have you been following, or no doubt we'll talk about American sport, but have you been following all the sport across the weekend? Uh, I would like to offer my congratulations on retaining the Ashes. Thank you. Mark. Thank you. Very heartfelt, I can tell. Um. Does it feel a bit hollow to retain it this way, though? Uh, look, a pack I mean, up. Yeah. Y'all were getting, y'all were getting sunk yeah. by England. Yeah, look, Pat, and then the rains came. Yeah, look, Pat Cummins was asked that, and he said in that, and as I just read out that text from the Big G, um, look, that they don't make the rules. 
I don't think it feels hollow. I think Australia are very happy to retain the Ashes. Look, from a neutral point of view, um, and I realise most people uh, won't be seeing it from this angle, I and we'll speak to Paul Dennett tomorrow from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast to get his take. I'm very happy Australia has retained the Ashes. I think it's great. Um, the only disappointing thing from my point of view is I think it would have been nice if we could have, if England had have won. Um, and look, they had 30 overs on day four to do something and they could only take one wicket. So it's not like they didn't have another chance uh, from day three onwards. But I think it has robbed us a little bit of what would have been an amazing build-up to the fifth and final test. But look, Australia should be happy. They've retained the Ashes. They won the first two test matches. And as Pat Cummins said, as Big G just said, can't do much about the rain. That's in the rule book. Yeah, I, I, and you know, the fifth test, you still have something to play for, exactly. at the very least pride, to prove you were the better team, to go out and win a, an Ashes series in England for the first time in 22 years. Exactly. So, something big to prove. So I get I get that. Uh, I, it's just, it, it sucks because I wanted this to be an even, I wanted it to be even going to get to the fifth test mm. and get it down to the final day with it still in the balance. That's what I was hoping for uh, as just a fan of cricket. Instead, uh, we wind up with, uh, we, we need to come up with some, some sort of new poem because back in the day, back in the 40s, mm-hmm. the Boston Braves had two great pitchers, Warren Spahn and Johnny Singh. The rest of their pitching staff stunk. Their team stunk, okay? And a, and a reporter up, up in Boston came up with a poem Spawn insane and pray for rain. We need a new version of that for the Australia cricket team in 2023. Well, look, we appreciate all the Australians listening at the moment. Really appreciate <laughs> your heartfelt congratulations of winning uh, the <laughs> Ashes or retaining the Ashes. All right, uh, now, big you story. Them yet, you retained them. Big story, retained them. Not won them, but retained them. Uh, now, big story over the course of the weekend. Lionel Messi yeah. played his first game in the MLS. Tell us all about it. Yeah, actually not in the league itself. Oh, okay. It's in League's Cup, which mm. is a, a competition between the 29 teams of Major League Soccer and the 18 teams of the Mexican First Division League, mm. Liga MAX. Okay? Um, so, game one, group stage uh, against the Cruz Azul. Messi started on the bench, which had to really hack off all the people who said top dollar on the secondary market for tickets for this game on Friday night. But he came in about five minutes after halftime. Miami led 1-0, mm. gave up the equalizer after he came on the field, and in a, in a finish fit for a Hollywood, a, a sappy Disney movie, Lionel Messi got fouled in stoppage Ooh. time 25 yards from goal. Mm. And everybody in the world knows who's taking the free kick. Well, Top yes. of the box. Yeah. Every, Messi's lining up for this thing. Mm. Upper 90, 2-1 Miami. Drive safely, everybody. Thanks for coming. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, an incredible finish to the game. Uh, the, the crowd, when, when, Messi came, when Messi was warming up, the crowd was going nuts. When he came on, the crowd went nuts. His first touch, they went nuts. Mm. Every spectacular move, and he had several spectacular moves on the ball mm. on Friday night, mm. received by a raucous ovation. Uh, it was impressive. It was a great. It was a great debut for Messi in, in the 35-ish minutes he was on the field. And has it captured much attention around the country generally? Uh, how about top play on SportsCenter? Oh. His winner. 
Very good then. Uh, how's, how's that for capturing attention? And SportsCenter does not carry a lot of MLS highlights. Friday night, they sure as heck did. Yeah, well, I can imagine they certainly did such a – well, probably the biggest name you can get over there, which is uh, fantastic. And it's going to be interesting uh, from you, hearing from you, how he continues and how uh, that story unfolds. What else happened in the world of football over there, mate? Uh, we've got more leagues kept going on. It's a tournament. Run, it's kind of a World Cup-style tournament. Mm. runs all the way into the middle of August, so it continues tonight. My St. Louis City, they uh, take on Columbus. Uh, in Columbus tonight, the big game for them, though, is Thursday night at home against Club America from Mexico. I will be there. I will be losing my voice Friday night, even with the 9 p.m. kickoff. I'm going to be going nuts uh, with me and my stepdaughter there on on Thursday night. Last night in League Cup, Philadelphia and Tijuana played in Philly. Crazy game. Tijuana lost a man, got sent off. They were down to 10, trailed 2-0 at halftime. Got the equalizer, forty or got to go back 40 seconds into the second half, then got a penalty five minutes later, had a chance to equalize. Penalty was stopped, stayed 2-1. Then Tijuana loses a second man to a straight red card. They lost both their center backs to a straight red. Their keeper had to come off on a, after a non-contact injury. He was replaced by a 40-something, their 40-something backup. <laughs> uh, Philly wound up winning the game 3-1. So a little bit of everything happened last night. Uh, I had a term for you. Uh, I, I, yes, I'll clean it yes. up for you. Yes. Uh, last, night was, last night was bat bleep crazy. Thank you. Philadelphia. Thank you. Very nicely. <laughs> Very nicely done. I am looking forward to speaking to you on Friday morning, though, uh, our time, when uh, after you've been to this uh, match. How, how many hours no, roughly? No, 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 no. No? No? We're not talking? No, no. It'll be before. Oh, before? We'll, we'll be previewing oh. it. Oh, before. I will, I will be in St. Louis next time we talk getting ready for this game. I feel like on Thursday night. I feel like I need to come in on Saturday just to talk to you in front. I won't be doing that, of course, uh, but it would be a nice thought. I won't have a voice. No, and uh, I like sleeping in on weekends. Now, also in uh, the world of football, right. mentioned the Women's World Cup. Uh, the United States on Saturday they got uh, their campaign off to a good start, three mm-hmm. 0 over Vietnam. All right, now. Yes, let's do your tips now. What was it last week? You only got one wrong. Was that right in the NRL? Six of seven Mm. last week. So back to a full round. Let's see how you did. All right. Uh, You ready? Let's go. All right. You tipped uh, the West Tigers. Not a great start, Chris. Not not a great start. Uh, you did, however, tip... Well, that was a reach. It was. It was. And it was spoon bowl. Anything could have happened there. They only lost by four points. Then you did tip the Warriors. So you got one there. Uh, you okay. tipped the Broncos. So doing well. Okay. Uh, until you hit this stage. Uh, you tipped the Titans. Uh, you tipped the Storm. Uh, you tipped the... Melbourne. E- yeah, Melbourne. They lost to Newcastle. You tipped the Eels. Uh, so not a great Saturday Ooh. for you, no. Uh, however, you did tip Penrith, um, and then you tipped the Sharks. So uh, what was that? One, two, three, four, uh, three, four out of eight. So not 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 oh, your best I weekend. Hit four? Yeah, you got four. Not, I hit four. Yeah, not your best. Not your best weekend. Yeah, you tipped the. Is that right? You tipped the Warriors, the Broncos. They both won. Uh, the Panthers three. Sorry, no, you only get three. Three. Mm. Okay, I was about to say. 
Yeah, I thought I, I thought yeah. I early heard three things. So three. Yeah, okay. What what it's about what you'd expect. I've been on a bit of a heater. Mm. Well I was due to regress to the mean. Well, I have no doubt you'll turn things around next weekend uh, when it all gets back underway on Thursday night. Roosters at Broncos on Thursday night. Chris, great stuff. We'll chat to you later on in the week. Sounds good. Have a good day. Chris Perkins on the line from America. Should also mention with the Women's World Cup, you can hear all of the Women's World Cup, FIFA Women's World Cup on SEN and on the SEN app. 0457 736 736, our text number, or 1300 01 1170. Breakfast not too far away. It is 10 and a half to 6. Fell across the course of the weekend. The Western Bulldogs 90 over Essendon 49 on Friday night. Then on Saturday, really close game. Thriller. Doesn't get much closer. Can't get any closer. Richmond 96 over Hawthorne 95 without it being a draw. Uh, Carlton 140 over West Coast 69. Good couple of weeks for Carson. Uh, the Brisbane Lions 64 defeated Geelong 53. Collingwood over Port Adelaide. Another thriller in the AFL 85 to 83. Port Adelaide two losses in a row after winning what 12 or 13 in a row. The Swans they keep their finals hopes alive with a win over Fremantle 105 to 76. GWS Giants 103 yesterday over the Gold Coast 63. We saw Melbourne defeat Adelaide. Another close one. Four points in this one. 97 to 93. And then St Kilda. Another close game over North Melbourne. 69 to 61. That's round 19 of the AFL. This text from Yeovil Treeman. Hi Dan. My highlight of the weekend was seeing Ricky Ponting look like Brian Harmon winning at the British Golf Open. Yes, thank you, Yeovil Treeman. Brian Harmon winning that one. Thank you. Uh, we almost ran out of time for that. And RN Titmus has decimated her competition to set a new world record and take the gold medal in uh, the women's 400 metres at the World Swimming Championships. Uh, she torched arch rivals Katie Ledecky and Summer McIntosh to touch the wall in three minutes and 55 seconds. Uh, so well done to her unbeaten run in the 400-metre freestyle, a race which she has not lost in five years. So well done to Ariana Titmus. Thank you for your company today, Chad. I've seen your text that just come through. I will ask Chris about that next time we speak to him. Breakfast coming up, Padden Hills in Queensland, Fossey and Trent Copeland in Sydney. I'll see you tomorrow morning from 5 a.m.